Welcome to I Fought the Lore, the podcast where we examine a paranormal tale and try to figure out why people still talk about it today. Where we don't care about true or false. We're only interested in how or why some stories linger in the backs of our minds while others disappear completely. In the end, we'll try to figure out if the lore won or if the lore lost. We're your hosts, Ben McDewey and Rico Sweets from the Mean Streets. We're here to bring that magical tale to your teeny tiny tingly ears. Ben, we're here in stall, and it looks like we made it with some time to spare before midnight, baby. I have all kinds of bad feelings about this. It'll be fine. I told you, she sounds like she could be the one. Yeah, the one that kills us. And by the way, if this is your blind date in a cemetery at midnight on Halloween, might I add, why the hell am I even here? Just in case I need an out. You could be all like, oh no, Rico, I forgot, we had this prior engagement we need to go to. You'll come up with something like that, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was that? Nothing. I was, just so you know, praying and cursing at the same time for getting us into this. So, against my better judgment, explain to me again why you had to meet this interdate date at midnight. I think she works evening shifts. She said something about... Nighttime being the time when she thrives, so she must get off work after dark. And why here, in Stull Cemetery of all places? I think she's goth, which is cool with me. But this town also seems pretty small, so maybe it was the only landmark that would be recognizable. She was pretty specific on how to get here, so there must not be a whole heck of a lot else to see around in this town. And on Halloween night? We just talked about Halloween night, man. It's the best night of the year. She's probably going to wear something sexy. Dude, you are so being catfished by Satan. Have you even seen a picture of this chick? Let me guess. Bright red skin, a forked tail, little horn. Okay. I don't know how you saw the picture of her in the Halloween costumes she sent me, but yeah, she sent me a picture dressed as the devil. So what? She really, really likes Halloween. Dude, you look like you're pretty deep in thought over there. What's on your mind? Okay, after this date ends, badly, of course, assuming we even survive it, I'm wondering how we're going to get a new mobile command center this time. Obviously, this is going to end with another date of yours destroying this one, too. Ha ha ha, so funny. We'll be fine. Probably. Anyway... When Devilina sent me the details on how to get here... Well, well I, I'm sorry. Did, did you just seriously tell me her name is Devilina? Dude, that's literally devil with Ina tacked on the end. And don't you roll your eyes at me. After you told me you had a date that insisted on meeting specifically here, specifically on Halloween, specifically at midnight, I started Googling this place. And there's a bunch of supernatural stories associated with the cemetery I think you ought to know. But first... Since we're probably going to get murdered by Satan tonight, I feel it's only fitting we consult a spirit guide. Spirit guide? Dude, that's a bottle of booze. Damn right. Our guide this evening is a 
Miyajikyo Single Malt Whiskey from Nika Distillery, built in 1969. This lovely little single malt has an elegant fruitiness to it and a nice sweet aroma thanks to a sherry cask finish. Mm. Tasty, tasty. Uh, that's better. Where was I? Oh yeah, Stull. So you might not know this, Stull as a place isn't really even a town. Technically, it's an unincorporated community in Douglas County, Kansas, if you want to get serious about this. It was founded in 1857 and was originally called Deer Creek. The first settlers were from Pennsylvania Dutch country and immigrants from Germany. Only a handful of families lived in Deer Creek at first, and not many more than a handful live here now. That old stone church over there, the ruins of the cemetery, was all founded in 1867, and they named it the Evangelical Emmanuel and Deer Creek Mission. That's a mouthful. It, it is a mouthful. Now, that same year in 1867, the grounds around the church became the cemetery, and the church remained in constant use until about the 20s, when that other newer church we passed on the way in was built across the road. The church and the cemetery was then left to pretty much deteriorate, and by the time it was demolished in 2002, its roof was long gone, and one of the walls had even collapsed. Now, in 1899, a post office was opened in town. The first and only postmaster was Sylvester Stull. The U.S. Postal Service referred to it as Stull Post Office, based solely on the postmaster's name, and it stuck. There is a legend that the town was originally founded by a coven of witches and Satanists who named the place Skull, and it was later <laughs> changed to Stull in order to separate itself from its connection to black magic and witchcraft. That, but, I gotta say, is the worst cover-up job I've ever heard. Let's just change the, the K to a T. Nobody will ever figure that out. Yeah, all right, yeah, jackass. <laughs> What town uh, hall meeting did somebody suggest that? And they're like, sounds good to us, and gavel that crap. That's Maybe that's proof that magic is real, because there's, I can't think of many other ways you get a room full of people that agree with such an idiotic decision. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> like I said, Stull was never officially became a town, but remains an unincorporated community to this day. It's thought that there's never been much more than maybe 50 or so people living in the area at the most. But as an unincorporated community, it's never had its own census either. Excited yet? Man, this stuff is riveting. I'm all ears, man. Didn't you date a girl who was almost all ears? Melissa Stopolis? Dude, she had great hearing. Maybe too great. I'd say it was a little creepy, but she'd probably hear that from a few hundred miles away. Also, don't say her name out loud. I think it might summon her. <sighs> Back to the cemetery. You know, the cemetery itself isn't all that big, but what it lacks in size, it makes up for in supernatural tales and legends. Now, the earliest legend I could find involves an unfortunate story of a two-year-old kid named Oliver Bonmeyer. The story I read says his father was doing a burn on one of his fields, and I'm assuming that's like a controlled burn, and the boy wandered into it and died. <laughs> Now, a legend rose at some point after that that if you stepped on the child's gravestone, you'd go to hell. And rightfully so. I mean, that's just rude. Now, normally, this is where I'd like to make a smart-ass comment here about how anyone would know you definitely go to hell because of stepping on his gravestone and nothing else. I mean, let's say you accidentally step on poor Oliver's gravestone. You still have, what, 30, 40 years of life to live? 
and couldn't have been absolutely anything else you did in those 30 or 40 years. No, it was specifically your actions that one day. It was stepping on Oliver's gravestone that started you on that road uh, to hell. Boom. And I mean, even if that's the case, who's even coming back to let everyone know, hey guys, just so you know, if you decide to step on Oliver's grave for reasons, straight to hell. Also, for reasons, and don't ask me why, I don't make the rules. Oh, and boo, boo, those noises. <laughs> Most claims say that the legends surrounding Skull, not Skull, start as far back <laughs> as the mid-1800s with the community's original settlement. But as we keep discovering, every time we research a cryptid or an urban legend, most of the stories seem to have actually started in the mid to later 20th century. And Skull is no different. The stories and legends about Stull Cemetery seem to have actually been started during the birth of almost all great urban legends. Say it with me, people. The, the 1970s. 1970s. Cue that disco music up. Specifically, November 1974, in the Kansas University student newspaper, the University Daily Kansan. That's an awesome name. Kansan? Kansan? Kansan. Yeah, that's... Great, great name for your newspaper. The source of all of this was an article written by Jane Penner entitled Legend of Devil Haunts Tiny Town. The 70s again. I'm thinking instead of I Fought the Lore podcast, we should probably rebrand as something like the 60s and 70s were a super spooky podcast or all urban legends started in the 60s or 70s. Uh, the second one's not that great, but, you know, there is truth in either one of those titles. Should we make it out of this alive, we can workshop it. All right. So let's dive into some of these local legends that I've been going on and on about. First story I'll relate involves two students from the University of Kansas who said they decided to check out the cemetery one night after hearing some of these tales. It was calm and quiet as they pulled up to the cemetery and got out of their car. They were walking through, probably talking about the stories they'd heard, and I bet more than a little primed for an encounter. When they claim, without warning... A strong wind came out of an otherwise still night and freaked them right out. <laughs> Ooh, wind. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Meteor yeah. Meteorological events. No, not that. They took off running back to the car, but found not only was their car not where they left it, but they found it parked on the other side of the highway and it was facing the opposite direction. Almost like something was telling them to get out and made sure they got the point. I'm sure in the moment that would be pretty freaky, spooky wind, car moved, but it's not really that scary overall. If the Wizard of Oz taught us anything about Kansas, big winds are not really all that unusual. And if small town life in the 70s has taught us anything, driving around slosh <laughs> enough to forget where and how you parked, also not super mysterious. Yeah. Some of the legends that surround the old church that used to stand on that hill over there, I'd mentioned earlier. It had been a ruin for decades, which I'm sure made it a great subject for spooky stories. One. Sorry, nobody can hear your finger air quotes there, <laughs> nope, man. Nope. Uh, we can add those in post. Okay. One witness, and I cannot gesture air quotes large enough for this, claimed that he experienced the sudden wind as well while inside the church. It was so powerful that it knocked him to the ground and held him there for several minutes. And fair enough, it's hard to forget the first time you get blown into church. <laughs> When the church was still standing, there was also the belief that despite having no roof, rain would not fall inside the old ruin. No rain, but lots of wind. Apparently. Okay. And that a cross fixed to the wall would turn itself upside down at midnight. 
Okay, that is pretty spooky. Not sure how anyone discovered that or who was putting the cross right side up again so that it would keep spinning. Whoever had that job, like a caretaker or something, that must be the highlight of his day. Well, uh, you know, it's morning. I gotta have my coffee. I gotta punch in and I gotta start by turning that cross back right side up every single morning. For this church that no one's supposed to visit, except yep. those pesky demons that keep messing with the nail. And I got away with it, too, if it wasn't for that pesky maintenance man every morning. <laughs> now, maybe it's because, as some stories say, the abandoned church had begun being used by Satanists and witches to practice their black magic and satanic rites. And for some reason, it was reported that it was impossible to break a glass bottle inside the church ruin. No idea if or how that would be connected to the occult, though. Okay, so maybe they did their rituals barefooted and didn't want to step on glass, which would suck. And I also know that some pagans practice their rituals skyclad, which just means naked. <laughs> what? Yeah, skyclad means naked. I'm bringing that back. Yeah, that, that's a it. hashtag. Yeah, and maybe that's what they were doing. Pagans, listen up. If you're going to be skyclad outdoors, at least wear shoes. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, the devil has a rule. No shirt, no shoes, no servants. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dude, you're punny. <laughs> the cemetery also supposedly had a hanging tree. Local tales said it was used to hang witches in the 19th century, before the stone church was built and the cemetery was created. The tree had grown up through a gravestone, splitting it in half. Wait, hold up, hold up. So, the town of Stull was supposedly started by witches and Satanists, but has a hanging tree to lynch them with. And that tree grew through a gravestone before the place was a graveyard. So, how does that all work? It works just like this. Hey, shut up. <laughs> anyway, the authorities chopped the tree down in 1998 in order to deter people from visiting on Halloween night. So, like, this place gets really popular around Halloween or something? Oh, we'll get to that. Just let me build the tale for you. Mm. So, the place has a reputation for being associated with evil. As I'd mentioned, it all goes back to the origins of the town. Supposedly, covens of witches were here from the beginning. But the town's dark history was solidified when a stable hand, allegedly, stabbed the mayor of Stull to death in the 1850s in a barn that stood... Kind of where that old stone church was, on the grounds that eventually became the cemetery. Wait a minute. I thought you said this place wasn't actually a town. Yeah, you're right. That's all made up. Just one of the many urban legends that were made up about the place after the student newspaper story was published in 74. The mayor of the town was never stabbed to death because it was never a town. And because it was never a town, they never had a mayor. But that didn't stop the story from spreading. Like the story of people losing time in the cemetery, several people who have come to investigate claim that they remember nothing about the time they spent in Stull Cemetery. From the time they arrive to the time they leave the graveyard, everything in between is just a blank space. I mean, except for the numerous people who claimed all the spooky things that happened to them <laughs> specifically within the cemetery. Oh, I can't forget about the story about Little Werewolf Boy. Seriously. He was supposedly born covered in fur, with several rows of teeth, and was wild like an animal. Ooh. When he died, or was killed by a farmer because he was attacking the herd, he was buried in the graveyard. But some legends say that he can still be seen lurking around the cemetery, 
prowling among the gravestones, or even in the trees bordering the property. I am looking around us right now, and like you said, Stull's not big. Well, the cemetery's not big. But, I mean, there's not a ton of trees around the borders of the property either, so this little fella ain't got a lot of places to hide. No, and it makes me a little sad because I'm pretty sure, and I forget what it's called, but there is a medical condition where you, where babies are born, like, inordinately hairy. Is that hypertrichosis? Yes, that's the one. I always thought maybe I had hypertrichosis, but it just turns out I had a single eyebrow. <laughs> For a while, I thought it was the source of my power. And you haven't prowled among gravestones in a long time. You gotta <sighs> look for your dates somewhere, man. That's all I'm saying. But Ben, why are there so many supernatural tales attached to this place specifically, I hear you asking. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, So... Ben, why are there so many supernatural tales attached to this one place specifically? Rico, I'm glad you asked. Oh, thank you. It's because supposedly, and I shit you not, this place is one of the seven gateways to hell on Earth. Oh, come on. That's right, Stull Cemetery is a hellmouth. Oh, Buffy. And what are the other six I hear you not asking? Irrelevant. Where are they located? Classified. Or more likely, <laughs> no one ever bothered to add that to the legend. And on top of that, Rico, it's one of the two places on Earth that the devil is said to appear physically on Earth, the other being a remote, desolate area in India. Once on the spring equinox, and the other at, drumroll please, midnight on Halloween. What? So, you're trying to tell me my date wants to hang out and see if the devil appears in the flesh at midnight? Really? That's what you took from that? Well... Yeah, but why would the devil appear here? Why anywhere, when you think about it, but why here specifically? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First, the place, like I said, is one of the seven gateways to hell from Earth. It's claimed that there is a staircase that will lead down to hell hidden somewhere in the cemetery. Depending on the story, it either has a hidden entrance or it only appears at a specific time. One of those times being Halloween at midnight. Sometimes the story says it appears in a certain grave. Other stories said it was in the basement of the old stone church over there that was demolished. A person could apparently climb down the stairs all the way to hell, but would never be able to return up them again. Which, kind of like with Oliver's gravestone, if you can't come back, who's spreading the idea of, oh, that's where the stairs go, because anyone who goes down them disappears, I guess? And... Mental note to myself, it also reminded me that one of these days we have to look into those staircases that people on Reddit keep claiming to find in the middle of remote wilderness. So, stay yeah. tuned, Lorebreakers. Lorebreakers? Lorebreakers? Lorebreakers. We, we can workshop that. We'll work on that, too. All right. I like that. Apparently, only the devil can climb up and down the stairs, and when he does climb them to appear on Earth, he raises the souls of all the people who have died violently to walk the Earth with him. What? So, the devil comes up the stairs. Mm -hmm. How awkward do you think it is if somebody is walking down the stairs and the devil's walking up at the same time? Hello there. Hey. You see each other passing? Is the devil even going to bother acknowledging you? No, I think the devil is just a big enough a jerk to sort of smile as he's walking up because he knows where you're going. He's so, not going to give you a heads up on that. Two things. One, I think that if you're walking down the stairs and the devil's walking up, He's probably just going to look at you, smile, and say, see you soon. The other thing is, if you're walking down the stairs anywhere, I don't care if it's in Stull or doesn't matter. If you're walking down a set of stairs and the devil is walking past you in the opposite direction, 
the fact that you're just going to shrug your shoulders and not completely lose your mind and freak out is strange to me. I wonder if there's like a point of no return on the stairs. You're walking down those stairs and you're like, nope, you know what? I've lost my nerve. I'm going to turn around and go back up. Before you get to the halfway point, like, can you turn around and go back up them? Or do you have to get all the way down the stairs and then step off into hell and then you can't access them anymore? Hear me out. Okay. Get rid of the stairs. Put in an escalator. Hmm. Yeah, you can turn around and try to walk up an escalator. It's not yep. all that easy. I mean, yeah, you could do it, but you're more than likely going to be running in place. Never move off of where you are. Oh, my God. What about just an elevator? That would be a good one, too. I mean, how badass would that be for the devil to rise up out of the ground? Like, it's one of those old-timey elevators with the sliding lattice doors. Oh, what it are those, like, elevators in the old movies and TV shows in New York where, like, they come up out of the sidewalk? And you have Droopy in the little bellboy outfit? Yeah! <laughs> so, you were saying that the devil appears on earth, he raises the souls of all the people who have died violently to walk the earth with him. For how long? For an hour? Two hours? All of Halloween? Or is it the next day? Do you think they head into Stull for a burger and a beer at the local, I don't know, cafe or something like that? Oh, dude, maybe they rent out the local movie theater and watch Rocky Horror. I mean, it's Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they really get into it. They throw popcorn at the screen and they say all the lines and stuff. Does the theater provide the props for them or do they bring them themselves? There's actually another reason why he might choose this place specifically to appear, though. You see, supposedly, Devil had a baby. Remember when I mentioned the witches and covens that apparently had been around Stull since the area was settled? Yeah, the ones that might have started the town, or the ones that might have got hung by the people who did start the town? Yeah, those ones. Yeah, okay, I remember them. Legend has it that the devil impregnated one of those witches, and they had a child together. Unfortunately, the baby was born severely deformed and died soon after. The baby was buried in the cemetery, and the devil chooses this place to appear so he can visit the grave of his child. It's also said that he visits the grave of the witch that was the mother of that child. There's a grave here, somewhere, with the name, like, witch, but spelled W-I-T-T-C-H. Ah, okay. Wittich. Wittich. And that is thought to be the grave of the devil's baby mama. Oh. Now, I'm not entirely certain why the devil has to visit their graves on Earth. Wouldn't the expectation be that their souls were already in hell with him? I mean, if not, where did they go instead? How do you devote your life to Satan? Let him get all up in your guts <laughs> and not end up in hell with him when the dust settles. Like, isn't that the whole point? So maybe he's with this witch and his evil baby all day long in hell. And he's like, you know what? I got to get out of here for a little bit. I got to take a couple hours off. And he's not so much going up to earth to visit their graves. It's just, he needs to get out the house. It's like the devil's equivalent of saying, hey, I got to go for a pack of smokes. And yeah. he disappears for a while. Except he comes back. That's why he's the devil. Unlike my dad. I don't even remember him smoking, you know? Don't even remember that. Said he was going out for a pack of smokes. Never came back. I said, Mommy, does Daddy even smoke? <laughs> oh. <sighs> 
For such a small, unincorporated community, even the Pope knew this place is unholy. While on a trip to the U.S. in 1993, Pope John Paul II apparently, allegedly, had supposedly the, had the flight path of his private plane rerouted so he wouldn't have to fly over Stull Cemetery. So, the most powerful person in the Catholic Church, the chosen representative of God among the earthly plane, is afraid to fly over this little cemetery in the sticks? That's a hell of a story. Get it? Come on! That was a great joke! Now, maybe all of these tales are true. Maybe they aren't. The original article from the student newspaper was inspired by the urban legend of the Stairway to Hell, which was actually created by a University of Kansas professor who passed it along to his students. The article was written with that urban legend as its base, and from there the legend grew. Students came up with their own little additions and stories. They started visiting the place and seemingly vandalizing the hell out of it. <laughs> Now that's how you deliver a joke. Oh, come on. And to this day, the residents of Stull are still pretty pissed off about it. But I have to give mad respect to someone in a position of authority for basically trolling his students and turning an unincorporated community upside down just for a larf. Yeah, I bet they love that guy. Maybe the police had to pull down the lynching tree because they found out what professor it was and they decided at a uh, not-quite-town meeting but he had to go. Oh, I would imagine they were going to dust that thing off. He was getting strung up first. He was front of line. <laughs> Sometimes you put up some gallows and you just got to test them out before you give that one big show. That's true. Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. <laughs> so as you'd imagine, fences and no trespassing signs were erected. Yeah, I saw some of those. The old stone church was demolished. Yep, didn't and, see one of those. And the supposed hanging tree was cut down. Yeah, didn't see one of those either. All to deter people from showing up to check out the cemetery. I mean, it had become a huge problem for the citizens. There was even a road in the town, that's not a town, called Devil's Road, which couldn't have helped matters, and it was renamed in the 90s. And honestly, after a certain point, they're just asking for trouble. <laughs> when people first started showing up, it was only a few at a time. But then a few more people showed up. And more. Going back to our episode on goatee folk, we know how effective no trespassing signs and wire fences are at keeping people away from things that they simply will not be deterred from wanting to see. Yeah, it didn't stop us. Nope, that's true. Usually around Halloween, to get a glimpse of the devil, hundreds of people would show up. In 1978, supposedly 150 people showed up to Stall Cemetery to wait for the devil to make an appearance. Dude, that's like six times the population of the place. In 1988, it was over 500 people oh my God. who tried to stake out the cemetery. The sheriff's department had to station deputies here just to tell people to get lost, and they ticketed anyone who tried to enter for trespassing. I hope they made a lot of money and bought a couple new squad cars. Now, the people who lived in the area got pretty upset over the whole thing, and they demanded something be done. Because of the University of Kansas' newspaper article, they suddenly had people spreading stories about the cemetery where their families were buried, being an evil place where the devil visited. People would show up and vandalize the place. During that gathering in 78, 
people not only left garbage everywhere, but they brought booze, drugs, knocked over gravestones, even stole some of them. Damn, that's classy. Institutions of higher learning were supposed to instill morals and character in people. So, you know, I can understand why the towns or the unincorporated Spills folk would want to put a stop to that. And I'm sure the episodes of the TV show Supernatural didn't help matters when it came to people road tripping and legend tripping out here. Who in their right mind would drive a significant distance? Just anyway, <clears throat> moving on. From what I've read, people of Stull won't hesitate to call the police if they see someone trespassing. And rightfully so. It's still heavily patrolled by the police, and yet here we are. <laughs> the legends claim that these supernatural tales were passed down from those who lived here through the generations. The actual residents never begun hearing them until that article in 74. And it's made its way into pop culture, too. So the band Urge Overkill, they named one of their albums Stull and used pictures of the cemetery on their album cover. The movie Turbulence 3, which is the best in the trilogy, might I add, is about a Satanist trying to crash a plane into the cemetery to free Satan. So to call it the best in the trilogy is probably saying something. Oh, to call it the best in the trilogy is probably absolutely right. As you were just mentioning, the TV show Supernatural, they set the finale of their fifth season right here in Stull, where the Winchester brothers had to uh, head here and just stop the apocalypse of all things. Sounds like if you were going to stop an apocalypse, I guess a place with a Hellmouth, a stairway to hell, and the place that the devil actually appears one of two nights a year, probably where you want to start. Yep, absolutely. Also, they must have stopped it because that show went on for like 15 friggin' seasons or something. <laughs> Final rumor, there was one that spread around concerning the band The Cure. Turns out that they had one point canceled the Kansas concert because of the Stull Cemetery, and who wouldn't? I mean, it's not exactly just like heaven. Anyone? It's never enough, is it? I mean, I'll be fine. Boys don't cry. So, Rico, it's that time. I have to ask, after hearing the legend surrounding Stull Cemetery, do you think the lore wins? I love this whole thing. Even though we have a source for the actual origin of these urban legends, I still think these stories are awesome. You basically got it all with this little tiny place in the middle of nowhere. You got witches, you got Satanists, you got ghosts, you got werewolves, ghost werewolves. You got portals to hell. You've got the devil, him or herself. And it's not just the devil shows up. Somebody put some basic thought into it until why the devil shows up here. His child and his baby mama are buried it's a hellmouth, one of the seven places on Earth that is supposed to even be one. Even though the stories seem to be random with a bare minimum of thought, you can actually tie them all together pretty tenuously, but you can do it. And the Pope rerouting his plane, that's just a great touch. So I think the story is great. I say the lore wins. What about you? Ben, what do you say? Does the lore win or lose? I only looked this place up out of a morbid curiosity around your insistence we make it here. Here, of all places, for midnight on Halloween. I got a date, bro. And the more I learned, the more I liked this as a fun glimpse into how religious paranoia, the satanic panic of the 70s and 80s, and a single university professor with a penchant for good-natured mischief sidestepped a laundry list of plot holes, contradictions, <laughs> and nonsensical timelines 
to reach and attract hundreds of drunken idiots to Andy Griffith's backyard for a chance to meet the Prince of Darkness. I gotta say that as much as I fought the lore, the lore won. And all that being said, I have to wonder if it's clicking for you yet. What? Is, is your date, Devilina, who is dressed like the devil in the picture she sent you, who wants to meet in Stull Cemetery on Halloween at midnight, is that all just a coincidence? Is she some hot goth girl looking for a little adventure? Or is it Satan trying to lure you here to make you his victim? Well, I... Now, before you answer, consider every date you tried to set up with this little app that you found. Listen. Think hard, buddy. There's a right answer here. Just look at the facts. But I... Don't try to justify it in your mind with a butt and not even the one with a little tail sticking out of it either. Just take it at face value. It's bright red face with friggin' horns coming out of it. Okay, so I'll admit that it's likely maybe I have a date with the devil in female form. But it's just as likely that it's just a coincidence. And furthermore... Hey, what in Sam hell are you two doing here? Can't you read them no trespassing signs? I, I, I'm sorry, sorry, officer. We, we took a wrong turn and we're... Hey, hey, do you guys know a, a girl named Devilina? She said to meet her here. Oh, Jesus! You two get before I slap these cuffs on you for trespassing. Couple of idiots looking for the devil. I oughta... on the roof. She's, oh, she's definitely on the roof and clawing the shit out of it trying to get in. Tunnel, tunnel, tunnel! Take that low tunnel! We can Looney Tunes her ass off us before she tears it open! I'm sorry, Devilina. I don't think it's gonna work out between us. You seem like you're really nice, but it was all a misunderstanding. I'll tear out your I was trying, I wasn't trying to stand you up. The cops were kicking us out. I'm really sorry. But I don't think it's going to work out between us. I'll call you. The hell he will. I guess that's the last we've seen of her. At least till next Halloween. Till next Halloween. But Rico, what about the people at home? If they want to find us, where can they do that? They can find us on our social medias. You can find us at X, formerly Twitter, at IFTLPod. Instagram, IFTL.pod Facebook I Fought the Lore all one word Space Pod or if you'd like to submit a story yourself to be read on the air possibly I Fought the Lore at gmail.com Yeah, you have some lore you want us to fight drop us a line Also, I'd like to add that we are hosted on Acast